which is good morning all in Zulu. I decided I'll go African on you this morning. Isn't God wonderful? Yeah. Shall we give him the praise and the honor? Let's bow our head in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for you are good. You are high and lifted up, Lord. You are exalted on high. We thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. And we come before you this morning, O Lord God, to worship you and to adore you, Lord God, to hear from you, O Father. Lord, I come as an empty vessel to be filled by you, Lord God. I pray, O Father, that, Lord God, as I come this morning, you will use me, Lord God, for your glory, Lord God, that your name will be lifted on high, O Father, that, Lord God, you will talk to us, O Lord God, through me, O Father. Lord, I pray, O Father, that, Lord God, as I bring your word, O Lord God, that you will also speak to me, O Father, for, Lord, I need to hear from you this morning, O Lord God. I pray, O Father, that, Lord God, when we hear your word this morning, O Father, that our hearts will not be hardened, O Father, but, Lord God, your word will sink into us, O Lord God, that will be the food to our soul, Lord God. Father, we want to give you glory and honor. We want to give you praise, O Lord God. I pray, O Father, that, Lord, you'll touch hearts, Lord God, that you'll heal lives, O Lord God, that, Lord God, you'll heal broken hearts this morning, O Father. Hello, and welcome to the Christmas season with freedom. Hi, O God. You are the God of honor. You are the God of glory, and you are the God of praise. There is none like you, Lord. You deserve all the honor. You deserve all the glory and all the praise. We ask all this in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I was uh, tempted not to come up when Mark came and uh, shared what he had to share. He has kind of preached part of my sermon, if not most of it. So, shall we turn our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6 and starting from verse 10. It says, I am reading the New King James Version. It says, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wills of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness and in heavenly places. Therefore, Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done that, to stand. Stand having deeded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation for the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench the fiery dust of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, the word of God and pray praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Amen. And then First Peter chapter 5 from verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced 
by your brotherhood in the world. But, but may the God of grace who called, you, who called us to his eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Mark said about uh, struggles, trials, pain that people are going through. Have you ever wondered why you go through that pain? Have you ever got to a point where you, you thought you're going through that pain because you've done wrong before God and God is punishing you? Many a time, most of us think that when we go through trials, through pain, it is God that is punishing us. But God does, God does not put us into trials. It says in James that God does not tempt anyone. But what we tend to forget is the Bible tells us that the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. And if that power lives in us, the devil is afraid of the potential that is in you. And what the devil does, it says in Peter, he's roaring like a lion. He's not the lion, but he's making noises around you for you to think that he is the lion, but he is not the lion. There is a lion of Judah who is the real lion, who is seated on the throne. That lion of Judah is omnipotent, is omniscient, and is omnipresent. He is all-knowing, he is all-seeing, and he is everywhere. He cares about you, and he has called you to him. He has given you that gift that he has planted into you. But the devil knows what that gift will do. Hence, he comes to you, and he starts to attack the devil can only be in one place at one time. And as a result, he's got an army that he works with, an army of demons that he sends out to attack the Christians and believers. So that brings us into a war that we may or may not be aware of. Sometimes we go through struggles, and those struggles are part of the demonic forces that are attacking that calling that God has put on you. The Bible tells us that greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. And Paul, when he writes to the Ephesians, he says, we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers, of darkness of this age. So when you want to raise that power that's been given to you, the devil shivers. He gets frightened because he knows the amount of change that you bring to the kingdom. So he erupts with fear and anger against, the, against that person and he throws all those attacks. Uh, you, you become a walking uh, target for him. Once you start praying, once you start moving into your calling, 
you become a, a target practice for him. He sends all sorts of arrows to you. Someone once said, a Christian's best mark is a bull's eye. Because the enemy uses you as his target practice. And once you call on Jesus, you are activating that attack on, from the devil. But what I want you to know is that you are not on that war alone. God is on your side. He really cares about you. He has called you by his name. He says, I've inscribed your name in the palm of, your, of my hand. So everywhere God goes, your name is in his hand, which means he holds you in the palm of his hand. No amount of, of attack, no amount of war can separate you from his love. You are, you are a chosen generation. You are a peculiar people. God loves you. He calls you to himself. So when you are attacked, don't think God has forsaken you. He says he will never forsake you. He says he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is always with you. You are the echo of his eye. So what you need to do is to, in your struggles, be strong in prayer. Be strong in calling on the Lord. Put your hope in him. We know we have to go through trials so that our hope can be strengthened. Our faith is made strong in our weakness. When we put our trust in him, he will never let us down. The Bible tells us that blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the river. So put your faith in the Lord and your leaves will not fail because you reach deep down into the source of life, which is Christ Jesus. And he gives you that sap that keeps your leaves, your leaves going during the times of drought. He gives you that sap that gives you fruit when everything else fails. But because God loves you, he cares so much about you. Sometimes we, we might think that when the army of the enemy attacks, there is no way out. What I will tell you is, the moment you open your mouth to pray, your prayer is heard and it's answered immediately. But then sometimes it might take a long time for the prayer to get back to you, for the answer to get back to you. The reason is there is a warfare that's going up there. We see in Daniel chapter 10, verse 12, it says, Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel. For from the first day that you prayed, sorry, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before, before your God, your words were heard. And I've come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone 
there with the kings of Persia. So when you, when you go down on your knees and release your prayer, immediately the Lord answers your prayer because you are in the palm of his hand. You are the apple of his eye. He releases that prayer immediately and your angel comes down. He says he will command his angels pertaining you. They will lift you up and they will not allow your foot to strike a stone. So when you are attacked and when you get down on prayer and you pray without ceasing, with all kinds of prayer like Paul says, what you are doing is you are uplifting that angel that is bringing down your answer. So when you send out prayers, it is when other angels are charged to come down and help the angel that is assigned to you. So I'll urge you, brothers and sisters, to put the whole armor of God so that you may withstand in the day of evil. People will try and give you an armor, but that is not the right armor. We saw in, in, uh, when David was called, King Saul tried to give him his armor, but his armor was too big, he couldn't walk in it. Let alone his sword was way too big for the small, the small shepherd boy. And he took it off and he kept to the armor that he knew, which was his God above. So people will come and try to give you their armor, which will be, say, maybe if you try these things will work out for you. If you try that, things will work out for you. That will never work. There's only one thing that works that I know works for sure, and that is Christ Jesus, putting your trust in him. He will never fail you. Trials will for sure come. Beggars will come. Nobody said this journey will be easy. But trust me, he didn't bring you this far to leave you. He says in Joshua, in Joshua chapter 1, verse 5 and 6, it says, No man shall be able to stand before you in all days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For, the, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I saw to their to their fathers to give them. says, no man shall stand before you. If you are with him, if you put him as your source, as your source of strength, no man shall be, ever, shall be able to overcome you. No trial shall defeat you. It doesn't say trials will not come. They will come but they won't defeat you. Remember the reason God saved you. He saved you because he loves you. And he is the God that sees you. He is the God that hears you. He is the God that knows your troubles. So call upon him. In your time of distress, call upon him. In your time of need, 
He's right there with you. In your time of joy, praise Him. We must not forget to give Him thanks because He says, in all things, give thanks. Whether it's good times or it's bad times, give thanks. Worship Him. We see in Genesis chapter 16 uh, when Hagar had run away from uh, Abraham and Sarah. God found her. He sent an angel after her. And the angel found her and told her that it will be all right. So God says it will be all right for you. He is the God that knows you. He is the God that cares about you. And this is what Hagar called him. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. Oh, sorry. You are the God who sees. For she said, Here I've also seen him who sees me. So, we know the story of Hagar. She was distressed. She didn't know where to turn to. She had run away. She was in the desert. But God knew her. She knew her troubles. And she saw her. You are even more special than Hagar because Jesus paid a price for you and me. He paid a price with his life. He laid his life down so that you may gain yours. And what have you done for him lately? What have you given him lately? Have you thought about the time that you spend in other things? Have you thought of giving just 10% of that time to him? I'll urge you, brothers and sisters, practice the presence of the Lord. You may start by taking five minutes a day, but if you do five minutes today, you'll know how much peace you felt in Him. And tomorrow you might, de- you might do ten. And by the end of the week, you might be doing an hour. It's not going to happen overnight. It takes discipline. Many of us put reminders on our phones to do things. We put reminders on our boxes to record stuff for us. But we never put reminders to remind us that it's time to to read the Bible or it's time to pray for other people. If we start doing that, 
We all know a lot of people in our community. If you choose one person and pray for that one person for a month and then move on and pray for other people like that, before you know it, you will have prayed for your whole community. And without you knowing, you have engaged in a, in a warfare where you're fighting against those forces that are fighting in your community, that are bringing all the chaos to your community. It takes us to stand in the gap. It takes us to stand in the gap. It says, be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord. If you are strong in the Lord, everything else falls into place. Everything else falls into place. We were in Devoted this summer and I went there looking for God to speak but he says just one sentence. He said just one sentence to me and that brought me down in tears. He says, it's only me who really matters. And that got me thinking that there may be other things that are going on around my life. I've been searching for a job for the past couple of months. I've been to numerous interviews. But what I know in those regrets is that God is seated on high. He says, I know the plans I have for you to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future. So I may have got all those no's, but God knows what he's got in store for me. He knows what he's got in store for you. He's filled you with potential. He's filled you with power. And he wants you to use that power. If we each reach out to our neighbors, imagine how much impact we will make in our communities. If we share the gospel with our neighbors and, and not be scared of what they will think of me, God will surely elevate us. He tells us to humble ourselves before him and he will lift us up. There's one thing that we forget when we humble ourselves. We humble ourselves, yet we keep the pride in us. So we need to lay everything before him, including the pride. Let it not be about me, 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 me. Let it be about him, him, him. And when we do that, we will see how God moves in our life. We will see how God moves in our ministries. God knows all of our troubles and he wants to give us hope. He wants to give us freedom. And he can't give us freedom unless we go to him and ask for it. 
Where do you look for your help? Who do you tend to? Do you tend to Facebook? Do you tend to your friends? Do you tend to chat line? Well, some say, Psalm 121, I'll lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is a shade at your right hand. The sun will not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time and even for furthermore. So where do you look for help? If I were you, I will not look to the hills, but I will look to the Lord, because he is the maker of heaven and earth. He is the one that created those hills that you look to. He is the one that created those other people that you go to for help. And what I will tell you with those people is, they will get tired of listening to your problems. But God never gets tired. He never gets tired. He is always there for you 24-7. He says he never sleeps nor slumbers. The Lord is your keeper. And he says nothing, absolutely nothing, shall harm you. Because God is good and he cares for you. So this is our hope as Christians to look to the Lord for, for our help. Not to the internet, not to employers, not to our bank balances, but to God. He is the one that fills your, your bank balance. He is the one who gives you the employment that you go to. So if you begin to worship your job, rather than worship God, be careful that job is at risk. But if you know who comes first in your life, then that job is secure. And we also need to be careful not to rob God We need to be careful. He says we must bring tithe and offering into his house so that there may be food in the house of the Lord. And he says he gives the seed to the sower. So there is no excuse really for not giving your tithe. It's not a tradition. It's not a requirement, but it is a form of worship 
when you bring your tithes and offerings to the house of the Lord, it's you worshipping the Lord. If you're not able, if you're not working, there's other ways that you can give. That is through giving your time. There's a, a lot of work that is happening within the church, within the church building. You can give time to come and help. And that will count towards giving. God says, be still and know that I am God. And he said, listen all of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord, do not be afraid nor, di- nor, nor be dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours but God's. So whatever trials you may be going through, be still and know that he is God. Be still and know that he is taken care of that vehicle and he is warning. All that you need to do is to surrender it to him. Don't hold it in your hands. We see in Exodus 14:13, when uh, the children of Israel were faced with the Pharaoh's armies on be- behind and the Red Sea in front. They were terrified, but Moses knew the God he saved. And he said to the children of Israel, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. He says, For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall again, you shall see again no more. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. So we all know what happened to the Egyptian army. They were all swallowed by the Red Sea. When the children of Israel thought there was no way, God surely did make a way. Apparently, it takes only 11 days to move from where they started to where they finished off. But we are told 40 years later, 11 days, 40 years, and how long have you been struggling for? Three months? 10 years? God is training you so that when you possess the promised land, you will have the right attitude. You will know what to do. You may go through troubles at the moment, but I tell you, be anxious for nothing. Trust in God. He will fight for you. We see the Bible tells us time and time again, how he fights, he's fought for the children of Israel. So don't let worry, anxiety, sickness, thoughts, legs, 
poverty or whatever it is that you may be going through right now. Don't let what you are facing steal your joy. Rather, put, the, put on the armor of God and wait on him. Cast your anxiety to God and humble yourself before him. Remember that absolutely nothing can separate you from the love of God. You were bought with the blood of Jesus. And I don't think there is any other price that can beat that. I urge you to get your priorities right this morning and know who gets your attention. Don't let it be the TV that gets your attention. Don't let it be Facebook that gets attention. What is your passion? Do you know what your passion is? Have you lost your passion? Do you want your passion back? Well, today is the day to get your passion back. If you're ready to be lifted up, then humble yourself before God and he will lift you up. If you are looking for a job, don't lie and wait for the job to come to you. Be proactive. Show the passion. Show the passion. You might be asking, how do I put on the armor of God? Well, it's very, very simple. If you read this and leave it, you've got the armor of God. If you pray and listen to God when he talks to you, you've got the armor of God. I was uh, praying on Thursday and God just put a name. I went to South Africa in 2010 and I met this young man who was really passionate for God. And through the time that we've known each other, uh, which is about six years now, when he's been going through stuff, he will send me a text, and uh, I'll either respond in a text or I'll ring him. So on Thursday, uh, as I was praying, God put his name had to pray for him and I prayed for him and on Friday uh, I was out shopping with the boys and I got a text message it says I feel like quitting Christianity I feel like I've wasted all these years being born again for nothing and Immediately, when I got that text message, it clicked that God knew what was happening in him and he wanted me to stand in the gap 
But because I was in the shop, I, I was not able to immediately respond. But when I got home, I got down on my knees and I prayed and then I called him. And he said, you know what, my brother, I can't even pray. I've, I've had enough. I said, it's okay, I'll pray. And I, I prayed and I thought it was quite a battle, but God is in charge, he's in control. And after praying, he said, you don't know how much that means to me. You don't know how much you've encouraged me. I was really ready to give up. But what you've told me, it really makes sense. Because when the enemy attacks you, he's not attacking you physically, but he's attacking that calling that God has called you to. And his aim is for you to give up. But I'll urge you, don't give up. Hold on to the faith. Have someone pray with you. It is very important to have a prayer body. Because when you can't pray, they will pray for you. And it is important as a church to pray for one another because we don't know what we're going through. So let's keep in prayer. Let's keep one another in prayer. You might be struggling this morning in your walk with Christ or you might not know him at all. If you are to die in the next 24 hours, where will you go? Is your future secure? Have you made things right with God? Is Jesus the master of your life? Don't fear men because men can only hurt the body, but rather fear the Lord who can hurt, who can hurt both the body and the soul. He can destroy both. I'll urge you this morning to choose life. He says, whoever acknowledges me before men I'll acknowledge before my Father in heaven. And he also says in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I've set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God and that you may obey his voice. If that is you this morning, I'd like you, with all eyes closed, to all bow our head and close our eyes, please. And if that's you this morning, I'd like you to put your hand up. If you're struggling with anything and you need to put things right with the Lord, I'll urge you to put your hand up. 
It's not too late to put your hand up. God knows about what you're going through, about what you've been going through, and he wants to set you free. One last time, if that's you, put your hand up. Thank you. Right. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you that you are a mighty God. You are high and lifted up. Lord, I just want to commit your children to you this morning, O oh Father. Lord, you know what they're going through, what they're struggling with, O oh Father. Lord, I command these troubles, these struggles in the name of Jesus to be let loose. Lord, I pray, O oh Father, that you will free them. Lord, I pray, O oh Father, for your freedom, O oh Lord God, that, Lord, you will set them free, O oh Lord God. I come against any bondage in the name of Jesus. I say, be set free, be set free, be set free in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, we exalt you. We thank you, O oh Father, for your blood. We thank you, Lord God, that you reign on high, you reign victoriously, and there is none like you, Lord God. We want to thank you, O oh Father, for what you have done and for what you are going to do in our lives, O oh Lord God. I pray, Oh, Father, that Lord God, those people that have lifted their hands up this morning, oh Father, that Lord God, from today on, Lord God, that Lord, they will walk with you, oh Father, and that Lord God, they will lay down their burdens to you, oh Father, and that Lord, you'll give them a lighter yoke, oh Father, for your word tells us, oh Father, that your yoke is lighter, oh Lord God. I pray, oh Father, that Lord, as they seek you, they will find you, oh God, that Lord God, you'll direct their steps, oh Father, and they will know of your goodness, and they will testify, oh Father, of what you have done for them today, Lord God. I just want to thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you need prayer, please come forward. And thank you very much. May God bless you.